Hello everyone. Today I want to um, just kind of dive into a little bit of what we've been studying recently. And the month of March, we have been going over the book of Hebrews. We've been reading a chapter a day um, and March is coming to a close. So I just wanted to pull something that I thought was really important um, from that reading that stood out to me. So Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. It says, since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So I want to look at this aspect of coming near or drawing near. The term is oftentimes seen in the Old Testament. And when it means to come near, draw near, or approach, that doesn't just mean, oh, I'm going to walk up to somebody. I'm going to stand next to them. Uh, there is a closeness that is implied by this term, and it's very, very important. So the term in the Old Testament is karav, um, and I'm going to go through a few passages where it is seen and just where it stands out and kind of try and paint a picture of why it's important. Um, so the first passage I'm going to turn to is Exodus 16, 9, and it says, Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. Verse 10 says, And as soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. So you're seeing that when he's drawing near, the presence of the Lord is there. Uh, you can see his glory. It is that magnificent. And the next one is Exodus 34, 32. Okay. So Exodus chapter 34, verses 32. Afterward, all the people of Israel came near, and he commanded them all that the Lord had spoken with him in Mount Sinai. And when Moses had finished speaking with them, he put a veil over his face. Verse 34, whenever Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he would remove the veil until he came out. And when he came out and told the people of Israel what he was commanded, the people of Israel would see the face of Moses that the skin of Moses's face was shining and Moses would put the veil over his face again until he went back in to speak with him. So this veil is present on Moses's face because he has been in the presence of the Lord and that makes his face shine so brightly. Like it kind of scares the people. Um, so we're seeing that he has to take the veil off and put it back on because the glory of God reflected on his face so brightly from being on, um, within his presence. So next we're going to turn to Leviticus 9, 5. Okay. 
And all of these passages use the same Hebrew term. There's no difference in spelling. It is the same root word, um, karav, that we're looking at. So in Leviticus 9, 5, it says, And they brought what Moses commanded in front of the tent of meeting, and all the congregation drew near and stood before the Lord. Skipping down to verse 7, it says, Then Moses said to Aaron, Draw near to the altar and offer your sin offering and your burnt offering and make atonement for yourself and for the people and bring the offering of the people and make atonement for them as the Lord has commanded. And then it says that Aaron drew near and and he did so. So um, at that point, Moses had been giving instruction to Aaron and his sons about what offerings to give and, and how to do it. So they collected all the parts. And when they had all the necessary things, Aaron drew near to the Lord. He went and stood before the presence of God. Um, and that was at the altar. And there he would make atonement um, and, and do all the things that Moses had commanded. Um, so you're still seeing... Some, some common themes of when they're drawing near, you are seeing that the presence of God is at the forefront. In Deuteronomy 4.11, we're going to see um, Moses is kind of giving a reflection of his commands of obedience. So in Deuteronomy 4.11, it says, And you came near and stood at the foot of the mountain. While the mountain burned with fire to the heart of heaven, wrapped in darkness, cloud, and gloom. When you look at a little bit before that, at the beginning of of chapter 4, Moses is saying, um, Listen, Israel, listen to the rules and the statutes that I've given to you so that you may live. And then verse 9, Only take care to keep your soul diligently lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. And then you're seeing in verse 11, they come near to the foot of the mountain and the mountain burned with fire to the heart of heaven. So you're seeing, you know, obey what I'm telling you and don't let this depart from your heart. And then you're seeing a fire going from the bottom of the mountain up to the heart of heaven. Um, There is a concept that's really important here. This drawing near is not just, I'm going to walk up to you and stand next to you. You know, maybe we're touching arms or something. There is an intimacy. There is a level of intimacy that is present within this drawing near. It is heart to heart. Um, And that's why Hebrews 4, 14 through 16, when it says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Jesus humbled himself enough to become human, and he experienced all of the temptations that are relevant to us. Um, He sympathizes with us in all of our weaknesses, all of our trials and temptations or hardships. And it's because his heart understands our heart. Because he came and he was human, he can understand our heart totally. And this is why he is the perfect priest. Um, He remained without sin, even though he understands our nature. Um, And this is what gives us 
the ability to walk out verse 16. This is how we, with confidence, can draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. We can draw near because Jesus is our high and perfect priest, um, because his heart is able to connect with ours on a completely different way outside. There was a picture painted in the Old Testament with Moses and Aaron, but it was still not a perfect picture. But we're given a glimpse like when you draw near to the Lord, you're not simply beside him. You are heart to heart, totally unified as one, standing with um, one another in, in grace and in truth. So I hope that this kind of little understanding of drawing near um, just got a little bit deeper for you and that you can understand why it's so important. It's almost an endearing term of of intimacy and, and God wanted that with us. So I hope you can take that and draw near to him with your temptations and your trials because he is for you.